0: You are listening to Radio Stock Talks, the SU Elections 2021. In this three-part series, we meet this year's candidates for SU Welfare Officer, Education Officer and President. On this episode, we are chatting to the SU Education candidates, Clodagh McGivern, Connell McCallig and Nasa Gorell, discussing their manifestos and getting their views on some important topics, such as the upcoming referendum on reducing the student levy and more.
1: Uh, so now we got Nessa for uh, education, Nessa Goral. Uh Do you want to give us some basics of yourself, your name, your age, pronouns, your study, year, etc?
2: Yeah, um, so my name is Nessa Goral, um, I'm 21 years old, I'm in my third year of a BA Connect in English Media Studies uh, at NUI Galway. My um, pronouns are she, he or her she.
1: Cool, uh, what made you want to run for a position of uh, education?
2: I think most it was just in the last year with when we've seen, you know, going into the pandemic and everything, um, the lack of support and resources or consideration for third level students. Like, you know, the fact that the university told us to return to campus um, for the first, first semester of this academic year and then had no planning in place to actually have any of us on campus. And there was just so little support and so little like care for students we were not really mentioned much in any of the plannings um for the government and everything so that really upset me and just seeing how little we are considered was like not nice like you know we are a huge demographic of the population and they just don't seem to be considering us in a lot of their decision makings so it kind of sprung from there so like last march seeing everything happen the transition to online trying to cope with it all um and then obviously our students union as well this year was brilliant so I like had a lot of learning opportunities put online and a lot of like engagement opportunities and um just you know getting to know other students then UI Galway and I actually became involved in a lot of stuff um, and I really care about education in our, our um, university like I've done a lot for UDL and the open education resource grant scheme my, my uh, planned project has reached phase two um, which means I could be implementing, you know, um, an open press module development coursework, which would be amazing if it gets through. Um, but yeah, I just really care about our education and like making our experience better because we have been so forgotten about and just you know not really at the forefront of any of the decision makings or at the consideration of our university.
1: Um, so with COVID this year, um, and that being a lot of inspiration for us for this, uh, for you going forward um uh, a lot of other candidates have plans for like a freshers for students who missed out on this year or just like a re getting back into education plan do you have any of those in your own um plans
2: yeah so i actually have a get to know galway guide and a get to know galway experience fund um develop um, where basically it's gonna have like, you know, a map. Um, I think I'm gonna do it online hopefully so that we can cut down on um, paper wastage, but we'll have a map of like, you know, all of campus and then all of the student friendly bars and restaurants um locations all around um, Galway so that students because obviously we know that, like, you know, next year, if we are on, on campus, we're gonna have first year, second years, post grads, part time students, mature students who've never been on campus, international students, so we're gonna have a huge like population of NUI Galway students who've never been on campus or never been in Galway. So for the Get to Know Galway guide, um, it's gonna show them like, you know, the places, the names, you know, um, where to find them, you know, a hyperlink to Google Maps, but also for the experience, I was hoping to, you know, COVID restrictions dependent um, maybe have, you know, ATS mentors or came leaders or whoever wants to volunteer to bring their group in around Galway and just show them where all the locations are. So that like students coming in next year will know straight away, you know, we have this, this is here, this is where we can go. This is where we go on a Tuesday night. This is where we go on a Wednesday night. So that they can actually just like you know get into the Galway spirit and you know feel like a member of the community from the get-go. And then obviously with events and everything, hopefully we'll be able to have them up and running. I will absolutely push for it if we can, obviously. Um, but especially for Gilga as well, I was hoping to introduce a trad night in Salt. Um, which I think would be really cool and like you know encourage people to speak Irish and encourage just like you know bit of crack um, and as well obviously we're uh, I've seen others have um stuff about um, the like you know DJs and everything having set weekly DJs and I think that would be class like whoever I end up in with if I do get in I'll obviously support everything to ensure that we have like a really good year ahead of us.
1: Mm. Yeah Gail specifically is interesting because uh, Look at most of the most manifestos, Gaelga is like a footnote, and they say, Oh, yeah, I support the Irish language. There we go. Whereas you put it in the front, uh, is Gaelga an important uh, topic for you running for this position?
2: Yeah, so I think the fact that our university. Is a bilingual university. Like, you know, we claim to be a bilingual university, we claim to be a university of sanctuary. So, you know, we do have to uphold these standards. Like, you can't claim to be one thing and not actually implement, you know, the things that are needed and required to have those standards in place. And I know that um so many students in our college, because like I've made so many friends here who are such brilliant Irish speakers, like at proper Gilgory. Um now coming from Donegal, and like I was like not encouraged to even stay in Honours Irish, um, not supported. To on Irish but I went through it anyway and I got a a decent grade and but you know I don't have the best Irish myself and that's something I'm really upset about like I really want to learn more Irish so I've been taking like you know Irish grinds in my spare time because I do think it is something really important like especially if it is going to be something that our university boasts about you know we are a bilingual university well then you're going to have to uphold the standards so um, I have it up the front because I know so many students actually care and I actually want to implement everything that we can do to ensure that like if students want to you know be able to navigate college or do stuff in their preferred language then they should be able to do so you know and um, so that's kind of why I have it up front I do think it's so important and um, you know it's a it is a beautiful language and we need to keep it living to be honest I absolutely know that the community in Galway especially at NUIG like there is so many Gilbury who are so brilliant like you know with speaking language so I 100% want to do everything to like you know make that more available to um, the wider college community you know build more supports in because for myself as somebody who doesn't have great Irish I absolutely just I'm like yeah like you know I want to learn I want to be able to go to events and like you know speak to people so I think it'd be really cool. Um, so that's kind of why I have it up top, because I just want to remind people that you know it is important, and we should be able to you know speak it. And I want to support students like myself who don't have the best Irish to be able to speak it. So yeah, that's kind of why I have it up front. Mm.
1: And uh, going back a bit when you were talking about uh, having like maps around campus, of Galway and whatever, uh, in your manifesto you mentioned having an interactive screen on the concourse, like the one in the Dallas Perry building. Uh, could you go into detail about that just a bit? What the would do? Yeah, and so,
2: yeah. Yeah, um, so I, I was speaking to students who in the, who have seen that screen in the Alex Perry building. Now I've never actually seen it myself, and um, but I would love to like you know apply to whatever student project fund and get one developed for kind of you know maybe outside the library or maybe on the concourse so that students like you know like I said there's going to be first years, second years, post grads, um, mature students and national students, loads of students who don't know our campus so I thought it'd be really helpful to have that screen um, and you know have the NUI Galway app downloaded on it so they can go on and see the resources, have just the library, library page open, have anything open on it just in the tabs up above and so that they can actually find like you know the different resources that are available and navigate the college better. Um, as well I wanted to um, um, update the water fountain map And a few other maps that we could have on the NUI Galway Students Union page so that students can actually just go in and be like, oh, well, this is where this is. So we know where to go now, because being an art student myself, I jump between like so many different buildings and like tower blocks and rare places with course codes and like room codes that I do not recognize at all. Um, so that was really fun in first year trying to figure out where everything was but I think having this in a central location like you know near the Beal and near the library will be really helpful because students will be actually able to navigate and then obviously if you can navigate your campus you're going to make it to class on time you'll be more likely to show up to class because you won't be stressed about you know getting lost or going in the wrong direction so it's going to help their academic experience anyway you know so I do, I do think it'd be really cool to have like an interactive screen and um, as well I did have in my manifesto manifesto about other screens. So you know just like a TV screen or something up on the wall and um, mm-hmm. that could play play projection of like, you know, or, or play a PowerPoint every day of like, you know, different Gaelic words and different uh, sayings, and everything so students can learn to speak Irish um, as well. Just like, you know, we incentives along the wall or something random things that you can just take notice of. Um, so yeah, I do think it would be really cool to have that interactive screen. Um, I do think it'd be really helpful. Um, And yeah, hopefully I get one that is like the one that now's is very building. then.
1: Yeah, um, I'd say I just want to specify for the other three engineers listening to this work with on um, your projects. Uh, that you're using it more as a basis rather than like a one-to-one because that interactive screen is just for like monitoring water usage and electricity usage in the building. So I guess you're using it as like it's a touchscreen in public, and we can use it like that rather than saying, where we need a bit, we need a screen that just tells us how much water we're using in every building. You're more of the former. Yeah. Like, uh, I just want to bring that up. Uh, how do you feel about the student levy referendum that's coming um, up? I'm
2: mixed with opinion about it. I haven't decided on what way to vote um, because I was speaking with um, the club's captain, um, and she brought up brought up a load of issues you know um, and then I was actually in a call with the students union they did give us like specific specified information about the levy and how it works and what problems it's, it's getting rid of and what way it's supporting other causes and um, so I'm a bit mixed about it in myself Um, I just need to do more research I need to I, I screenshotted all of the 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 files that um, Horik shared on this call so I do have them on my phone I'm going to read over everything and I'm going to speak to the club's captain again and before voting on any levy because I just I'm not too sure what to think of it but I do think you know it's not fair that students have been paying 100 euro to the Kingfisher gym as well because you know it is still privatized so you you still have to pay the 250 to actually even be a member so like I myself have never been a member of that gym and I haven't been able to because I can't afford it and like the fact that we do pay a hundred towards it and still can't use it—it's just a bit confusing. Like I don't understand why our university would allow for that to happen. But you know, obviously, this agreement went ahead like you know, ten or twelve years ago that it was going to be a privatized gym. So but there's nothing we can do on that respect. But yeah, so for the student levy, um, I'm just not—I haven't made my, my mind up yet, quite yet.
1: Well, this is a home. This has been recorded on Sunday, even though it's uploaded on Tuesday. So um, I guess this will be posted after the uh, debate happening on Monday. Uh, so just, uh, would it be after then you'd say you have like a final opinion on it?
2: I Yeah, I think um, now tomorrow I'll try to speak to Kirsty, you know, the club's captain, and speak to the current SU execs right now and just see. Um, especially after the debate, yeah, I think I'll have a bit more of <laughs> an opinion. It's just a bit of a confusing one, you know, the way they've, like, moved everything around so much. But, you know, I'm trying to weigh the benefits on the cons, the pros and cons and everything. Um, but, yeah, I'll probably make my decision after the actual debate on, on it, you know. Things should be pretty clear then.
1: And where can people find you right quick for when you uh, make that decision known public? Pardon uh, where can people find you when you make your uh, stance on it? Known? Uh,
2: well, my social media is at Nessa for Education or else at Nessa I'm on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Okay. Uh, and say if a no vote goes through on the levy, uh, on the levy referendum, what would you say the next choice, decision would be of the student union?
2: If a no vote goes through.
1: If a no vote were, well, let's start with like, uh, if a yes vote were to go through, um are there any assurances you want to make to uh societies and whatnot about the spaces that they are feel are uh, under threat
2: yeah i would absolutely like support everything that that is the benefit for like our societies and our clubs because the thing is like the reality is they have so much to do with making our college what is like you know our university would be nothing without the societies the the clubs because like they, they build the community like they make the connections they make interests they make skills so if students are actually feeling that way especially people in societies and clubs that it is going to be you know something that is going to negatively damage the, their their interactions on their abilities as a society to run and everything I absolutely I'll like you know I I, I just do what I can for them like you know Um, Obviously, the levy is being brought by the current Student Union executive and not myself because I'm not in the Student Mm -hmm. Union uh, quite yet. Well, I'm not voted in yet, if I do get voted in. But yeah, so, um, you know, once in, depending on whatever way it goes, I'll stand by the students and do everything I can to help everyone because, you know, it's one thing being a vice president for education, you know, and caring about the academics, you actually need to realize that the community here and... You know, the spirit of our university is brought by the connections we make and the people we know, and a lot of that is to do with our societies and our clubs. So, if they come under threat, and if the people involved in them do feel like that, then we have to support them. That that's just the reality. So, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know how I stand on it quite yet, but you know, with either way it goes, I'm going to support the people that are out here building our student community and making it is making it what it is today.
1: And if there's a novel, do you feel there'll be? the end of that discussion for now or will you try, would you feel that we should propose a new levy, maybe the 50% reduction that was also mentioned or maybe a new one altogether with consultation with the parties involved in the funding?
2: Yeah, I really think like, you know, this discussion about the levy is always going to come up like if there's no vote it's going to come up again because students are still going to go well what's that 100 euro towards the kingfisher for and i can't be a member you know that's always been an issue i myself was like being like what is that about and before i actually understood anything so um i know like in myself like the reality is like whether if 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 it is no vote the question of the levy will probably come up again and if not by current student union executive or the next academic um, student union executive it's going to come up in years to come you know and um, so I definitely think that if if it is no vote and they do want to push for you know a change in the student levy again definitely arrange it in talking with the students the societies and the clubs because you know if if this is done without speaking to people who are on the ground and involved with building the student community and if it is taken away from like different resources then you know they should try and ensure that that doesn't happen. If there is another um discussion about the levy, like you know, speak to the people on the ground, get the opinions, to hear what, hear where the the money goes. You know, um. So yeah, I definitely think it, the student levy is going to be a question that comes up again. But and if it does, like you know, I'll I'll be there and I'll if I am in, <laughs> I'll be there and I'll uh, be there supporting the students and the the societies and clubs. Like, because how could you not? You know, it's it's a part of the academic life. So.
1: Cool. Yeah. Uh, going on to another topic entirely. Um, as a <laughs> vice president, you need to be seen as approachable to of student bodies, so that they feel that they can come to you with issues they may have. Um, what positions or what positions do you feel you have that make you approachable to students, say, postgraduates um, and others who may be struggling with their education?
2: Um, so I've spoken with Seb um, he who is a postgraduate. Um, the postgraduate worker the postgraduate officer and then there's also the postgraduate taught officer marching so i've spoken with both of them so they've actually told me like you know the different problems they have so like the people that come to them they've told me what the main problems are the main issues they see the main support they need. so i have been quite um involved with like you know understanding what it is that they're going through and then i did actually do an article on the um post postgraduate workers alliance and just kind of an update, a follow-up as to where they are now, you know, getting the process of students being paid. Um, I was speaking to a post-doctorate, so somebody who did their year and looking for the, as precarious workers, so they're on like, you know, hourly rates, so they're not actually fully employed on a contract or anything, they're just on like hourly rates. Um, And this uh, post-doctorate worker for the college was telling me that the latest figures was that there was uh. Uh, employees like you know precarious workers and um, work in hourly rates at the university, and a lot of them as well were not being paid. So like that is a huge issue. Like there's one thousand eight hundred people teaching our education who are not themselves being paid, and that's I think that's a huge issue, and that's not okay. So um you know I do care about postgrads, and um, because I myself would like to want and do one, and I would rather it in nicer. A nicer environment, a better, supportive, inclusive place to learn and to teach. You know, and um, I know Seb was saying that their argument is that they they are not being paid because they are being taught. But the reality is, the you know, on the in being taught to teach, are you know very they're not being given enough supports by in of research and everything. So uh, yeah, i I a hundred. Like in post uh postgrads, like the more support, you know, especially with, like, you know, okay, student nurses weren't being paid, some other students weren't being paid, but especially the fact that there's so many postgrad research students in our student or in our college who are teaching classes and maybe like that's so unfair. It's not okay. And I will absolutely do everything to make that situation go away to help them and help them get paid and help them have an easier, easier study and an easier access um
1: experience uh moving on to other students who may need to be uh access uh students with learning and physical disabilities how do you feel you are approachable to them
2: yeah so um you know i myself have tried to be more understanding and you know more
1: cool uh so to bring back to the question again how do you feel uh you represent students with some uh Uh, maybe learning disabilities or physical disabilities as uh, vice president for welfare for for education excuse me
2: yeah so um i've really put an effort we're actually learning about the resources and the problems that other students face and so like i've gone to different events held by the careers development center so like the likes of the transition to employment event for students with disabilities i've gone to that so they actually spoke with other businesses who enabled like an inclusive environment at their premises and place of work by educating everybody and having sufficient um, resources in place for everyone. Um, I myself, I am registered with a disability support service at NUI Galway um, and like I'm so thankful for them because my experience of um, university would have been very difficult otherwise. Um, so I actually spoke with students who have disabilities, who have access issues, Um, I've seen the problems, you know, with regards to like, um, so people who require the lifts need to have a key to access the lifts, but then when they're in a certain building, the key isn't in that building, it's a whole way around in another building. So, you know, they have to go back to get the key, then access the lift and get upstairs. You know, there's just so many difficulties as well. The lift outside campus, um, just, um, in front of the library, it's not working at the minute. The, the blue circles on the ground for students who need to, you know, follow different trails with their, if they have like, you know, mobility difficulties, they're almost rubbed off and gone. And as well, other students don't actually know what the circles mean. Like, you know, they're not aware of what this is signifying. So, you know, I myself, I spoke with the disability officer and, you know, I have a load of plans in place. Um, I've done a loads of workshops. Like I'm currently in a workshop with a head. It's a five-week training program on you know improving accessibility inclusivity in college and um, I went to so many events especially about you know disability awareness training and um, so I do think I have the knowledge and my own personal experience and understanding of what it's like to have these difficulties and how much they just impact on your academic experience and your like you know your university experience overall so I do have the empathy and the understanding I know I can bring in the supports and I know like the first off like you know if there's a student with a problem that I have not experienced you know how am I supposed to understand that without listening to the student so first of all I absolutely want to hear from students like I want to speak to them I want to know what it is and how we can fix it what we can do to better it where is the where is the university like faltering when they need to give these students these supports and um, I will do like literally everything in my power to make sure that they do not feel like you know, there in any way at a disadvantage, because that's not, that's not fair. Like, you know, it's just in the back of your mind all the time. If there's, if you're feeling like you're an inconvenience or something like that is not right. That's not fair. And we shouldn't have that at our university. It should be a fair space and an open space and everybody supporting each other. So, you know, I do know from my own experiences, like, you know, I can help students. I have tried to build on my knowledge to ensure that when it comes to it I will be able to help them students and anybody who needs my help um, and I'll be there for every single one of them I will literally listen to anybody and anything that like any issue that comes up and I'll do my best to absolutely support them because what else is a you know a person such as a vice president supposed to do like you know you're here for all students not just a few or not just like you know students who don't bother you like you know you're here to support everybody and that's absolutely what I want to do like every single student deserves to enjoy college and deserves to be able to have fun and you know enjoy their education and not feel as though you know the college isn't there supporting them so yeah I absolutely will do everything I can in my power and I do think I've learned a lot in the last year anyway and you know being registered with the disability unit and UAG always I I know how it works and I've been and I've spoken to different people in the department so yeah I just I'd love to help students and I do think I'd be very capable
1: of doing so. Um, You're also one of the few candidates to mention Shannon College, a part of the NUI that I did not know existed until this uh, election season. Do you want to go into more detail about that and how you feel to represent Shannon College students?
2: Yeah, so um, they I've uh, been on a few calls where there was Shannon college students, and they've just kind of spoken like I know recently they had an open day with GMIT, so I would have spoken about that, but like you know we're anyway going on GMIT, but you know they are they are students as well that are to do with us, so like why wouldn't we do everything we can for them? A lot of them students are um uh you know would not have um. Well, the thing is, a lot of them what they've implemented, I've seen um, from speaking with um, people at the ahead UDL um, transition and the uh, accessibility workshops. Um, they've implemented a um, crash course and like loads of uh, loads of trainings, sort everything of on um getting used to like I have the words here, sorry, I just don't have it in front of me. Getting used to the um. The Irish environment so like a lot of these students like you know maybe they're not from here maybe they're not used to our traditions and our cultures or our understandings so they have loads of these crash courses in place to ensure that like these students can you know understand Irish culture and experience it and have a great time as well and feel a part of the community so that's one thing I've seen that at Shannon College for doing which I'd love to implement because like that's something brilliant that they've brought in for, like you know international students or students who were not originally, like, from Ireland, so who wouldn't actually, you know, understand different things. So, like, you know, they would experience culture shock sometimes. Um, So they've brought in these classes for them, which I think is brilliant. Like, it's a really cool thing that they've done over in Shannon College. So that's one thing I want to take away from them. And, of course, just listen to the students over there as well, like, and hear what they need and absolutely do everything we can to ensure that their academic learning is, like, a really good experience as well. So, yeah, Shannon College have been really, like, really good at, like, implementing, like, you know, udl and making it a really easy and it like accessible transition to learning with their shannon, with the programs at shannon college so yeah i'd love to like take their learnings what they've implemented for like you know international students and you know stuff about culture shock and everything and like you know learning and bettering your understanding of like irish culture to have a better experience of galway and a better experience of being a student in galway i'd love to bring that to our campus as well but also i'd love to bring you know Stuff from our campus to them, and be able to support them, and like you know, build on their resources and what they have.
1: Cool. Um, and finally, the last two topics would be examination assessment reform. Um, one mm-hmm. of them. Uh, do you want to expand more on that? On how you, what your stances are, <laughs> what your policies include.
2: Yeah, um, so I spoke with a load of previous officers um, who actually like, you know, implemented, you know, so the, uh, I spoke with an officer who a committee on examination, so it's just your student ID number that they take, not your name, so that you don't face any sort of, you know, um, discrimination in your examinations from any lecture, you know. Um, so I, what I would love to do is to ensure that lecture accountability for giving your deadlines back or for giving your grades back by deadline. You know, we're going to be held to strict deadlines. I want to be ensured that we will get our grades back. And then as well, um, I want to ensure that if we are going to have like, you know, assessments and examinations, I know students um who like, you know, a friend of mine does financial maths and she was being examined on a, a different platform. So like it was like a thing she had to pay for, which I don't think is fair. I don't think universities should be making students pay for stuff to be examined on. I think, you know, we're already here, we're already paying enough or we're already doing the learning. So we shouldn't have to be having to pay for extra resources to sit our examinations as well. Like you know, if you are being examined and it's on like, you know, a certain software, I know students who are not shown how to use these softwares. So that's just an added stress because, okay, you have your exam coming up, but you also have to figure out how to use this software that your lecturer wants you to use for this exam. So I want to ensure like stuff like that doesn't happen that if you are going to, you know, ask your students to use a certain software, you have to show them how to use it because that's not fair. Like they have enough on their plate. They have enough studying to do. Why should they have to learn about a software? You know, a a lecture should show the students what it is that they're going to be using. Um, And then as well, see for like, you know, um, assessment weeks and everything so whenever you do have like exams put into the one week I would love to be able to implement implement a policy that you know no student should have um two exams on the I really don't think that's very fair especially for different topics or different subjects I think they should be spaced better and timed better so I would love to speak with the academic board and anyway go away and figure out if we can do that to ensure that like you know You don't have two exams on the one because that's really difficult and I'd love to see if we can have a different type of assessment rather than examinations because examinations don't build you up for, you know, the employed world like once you're out and you're employed, you're not going to have your employer coming over to you at the end of the workday and be like right here's an exam let's see how you got on that is not how you're going to be assessed on your work. So I really think that we need to have different forms of assessment to see how students are learning rather than, and like learning in a way that, and being assessed in a way that it's going to be reflective of how they're going to be assessed in their jobs, you know? So like more continuous assessment or more like, you know, group works and stuff and projects rather than, you know, examinations, because they're really, you know, they're really traditional, but they don't work. A lot of the times it's a memory exam. And then, especially for myself, so I'm an art student, so a lot of my assessments, I would have um, essays to do. So um, my essays could literally be, like, due on the same day, a day apart, you know, and I'd be there, like, like, you know, trying my best to reach the deadline or you know, try not to get confused or mixed up um, and trying to balance everything. What I would love to do is for students like that who do get assessed by like essays and stuff, like I know psychology students and other students get assessed by like essays and everything and projects. I want to share that they are, you know, at least two days, two or three days between each assessment for different modules so that, you know, you have the time in between so you can like, you know, if there's last things you need to do last minute up until the deadline, you can get that done for that deadline. And then you have two days left over for the next deadline. So, you know, if you have any last minute things to go over, you can still do that, but you're not scrambling to the end and, you know, really stress out. As well, I want to ensure the students know that, like, you know, if they do have anything that has impacted on their academic learning this year. So like, you know, if students suffer from mental health issues, if students are really not coping, if students have different learning um, capabilities that they weren't aware of before, like, you know, that they do understand that, you know, they can have the resources and the sports from our college. I myself have availed of loads of supports and um, the college has been really, really brilliant for me in the past and even today. Um, I want students to know that like, you know, they they do not have to be overly stressed about examinations because the, co- the, the university will accommodate you and they should accommodate you. I want students to know that they can get lens reports and lens reports are legally binding. So if they need supports for examinations, their lectures on the college have to provide that like there's no two ways about it, I myself have a lens support and I get examined in a different format because of the my ailments and what, you know, my disability, so, you know, I, I will not be assessed in a different way, like, you know, I will ensure that my lecturers do follow that and I do want students to know that all of these supports are out there just to make assessment less stressful, you know, to make the weight lift off their shoulders because assessment is scary and it is stressful so I do want to like help students with that like in so many different ways I have so many plans but that's just a few of them that like come off my head at the minute. Mm,
1: uh, I'd love to talk more but unfortunately we're pressed for time. Uh, Where can people find you now that you're not on the concourse?
2: So um, my social medias are Twitter at Nessa underscore Garl, um Instagram at Nessa for education and at Nessa Garl underscore on Instagram as well. They are my main social medias as well. I am on Facebook, but I just kind of use Facebook for um, private social media more so than anything. But yeah, they're my main social medias that i be using. Cool. Uh, thanks for
0: that. Have your voice heard in this year's SU elections. Voting for the full-time officers takes place from 9am to 9pm this Thursday, the 22nd of April, and you can register your vote on su.nuigalway.ie. Uh, here we
1: are joined with uh, Connell for Education. Uh, no. on, do you want to go through your name, age, age, which study, pronouns, year, etc?
3: Uh, my name is Colin McAulig, my pronouns are he, him, and I'm running to be the vice, NUIG SU Vice President for Education. I'm from Galway and I'm a fourth year mechanical engineer.
1: Sound up, good. Uh, what made you want one for this position of education?
3: Well, I, I've been a student myself for four years in NUIG and like I've seen a lot of the problems like even just being an engineer walking or like between lectures, trying to get a project done and there's no computer rooms or this computer rooms, but there's no PCs in them. And I have a project due in five or six hours and the project needs to be done on them computers because the laptops we have don't have the software on them. So I walk around the computer rooms for a few hours. There's no computers free. I end up not getting the project done in time or whatever. There's like the start of study spaces or PCs. Uh, like, and then from Last year, even I was involved in the sleep out on the quad for freeze the four when the student accommodations on campus tried to increase the rent by four percent, and myself and a group of other students slept out in the quad for four or five nights, and the college eventually backed down and decided not to increase the rents due to student activism. Like I was involved in Ocean's campaign last year as well, and like it showed that a grassroots movement of students, not with not a lot of money really, can win positions in the SU and can fight for real change on campus for students.
1: Mm. So I guess given that you have some experience with uh, the student union up to this date, yes?
3: Well, for the first two or three years in college, I was a dis- disillusioned studentry. Really. I didn't know how the SU worked. I wasn't involved in it. It was only really in the last year or so that I have got involved in it. I think a problem for a lot of students is like they don't understand the SU or they don't get enough say in the SU. So like, as part of my manifesto, I want to like broaden out the democracy of the SU to make it like easier for students to take or to initiate referenda by like reducing the number of signatures it needs and like to allow them to bring them without it having to be approved by the, SU, or by the student council. And like, as well, like a lot of students even don't have time to vote in SU elections. Like myself, I'd be struggling to find a time lectures to get in and put my ballot in like I like there shouldn't like in my manifesto I have there should be like a festival a voting day festival on all-time elections like students will be enticed to go on campus like they'll have time to actually go and cast their ballot I think like we need there is student engagement has increased this year as we've seen like at SU council the numbers are going up like there's still a lot of students who aren't engaged in the union and I think we need to increase that Mm, definitely
1: there's more things in the manifesto that you'd see. It would sort of be pretty standard. Like, um, you hope to campaign against um, the ban on Christmas Day. Um, do you feel that you have anything that's do? You think? Do you feel you bring it in unique to lift that ban on Christmas Day, since that is something that every uh, SU, every SU presidency has brought before it?
3: That's <laughs> right. Well, I have a policy in my manifesto that salt would have like a half. Prize Day on that day. It's like one of the main problems is that Christmas Day happens anyways, whether it's sanctioned by the college or not. And a lot of students go off campus and they drink in more dangerous places. And I, I think it's important to do as much as we can to entice students to stay on campus. And like if there's facilities on campus, like it's going to be safer for students. It's a more secure environment. And I think it's something that would improve student life an awful lot.
1: So, but is there anything that uh previous SU president may not have argued before that you feel will convince the university to lift the ban um, as the argument that, oh, the Gondrick gangway has been proposed already?
3: Uh, like, I think even, like, to entice students to come to the college, like, it's a better... In, there's more student activities on campus. More students are going to come on campus. It's going to be a better student environment, more social spaces for students, more spaces for students interact with one another. Like, I feel like that's an important point to make
1: as well. You also want to bring in more study space. Can you talk about this a small bit with PC rooms? Uh, do you want to go into more detail about how you plan for this to come about? Well,
3: uh, I think we need to get students involved in fighting for this. Like we've seen all the problems on campus this year and it's been hard for like student movements to form because everything's online like as I spoke before about the quad, uh, like when students come together and fight for things, the easiest way to get the university to back down and like there is a great demand as an engineer anyways for PCs in the engineering building like, and even if we don't, can't get PCs to like, the, the softwares that we need for projects that are available on them PCs that aren't, that will cost thousands of euro for us to get our own laptops. Like if we can't get PCs, then we need to have them softwares available to all students free of charge and like we need to extend like the laptop loan scheme as well like even have like laptops that are available temporarily for students when they don't have them like earlier this year my laptop's hard drive broke and i was left without a laptop for a week because there's no short-term laptops available for students like and like as well as just pc rooms i think we need to extend library opening hours like they're especially at the moment are only running from like nine to five. And I think in the, the new library that's being built, there needs to be an input of student voices in that to ensure that student needs are being met.
1: Mm, definitely. Um, and you touched on there, and in previous on, um, you want students to realize their own power and organized. And uh, it's awesome, you mentioned, you mentioned your manifesto, you want to self-training for students to stand up to the landlord and the boss um do you want to go into more detail about that your experience of that and how you plan to self training for these students to stand up to these forces
3: i i think this kind of comes into like how welfare or the the vice president for welfare and equality and the vice president for education like come together and things and there's an overlap like i feel like a camp- a campaign week even for like to get different speakers in have different trainings to allow students to realise like how to organise, how to mobilise. Like I have experienced myself within unions such as IWW and within CASU, like I think we should be working with these groups and to teach students how to how to stand up to the landlord, how to send up to their boss, even like how to stand up to the college, how to organise, how to fight back, how to occupy a building if the college is going to increase rents again. Like, I feel I can be someone who can lead that.
1: Mm. And uh, a candidate for the president, not vice not president, the president, uh, Joe Me, he talked about having a pamphlet sent out to all students at the beginning of the year, notifying them of their tenant rights. Um, so I say that's something that you'd be in favour of and would be in good company if he was president and you were VP.
3: Well, oh, I'm not going to endorse any presidential candidate. Yeah, no, no, fair enough. Yeah,
1: sorry. Uh, yeah, that's but like, specific.
3: Yeah. Fair if enough. if any, if anyone was to bring that in, I'd be happy to help them with that because I think that is a good idea. Yeah. Like let tenants know what their rights are. Like we can even like the the tenants union called Cashew set up recently in Ireland is a Galway branch, even something we could work with them on to like let students know where they stand.
1: Definitely. Um you also have a uh, Irish uh, focus in your manifesto as well, uh, free Irish classes, et cetera. Do want to go into detail on that and how important our language is? Uh, I, I,
3: I think it's, it's it's very important. And like NUIG is supposed to be a bilingual campus, but things aren't available in Irish and scale Like most modules, most classes aren't available in both languages. And that's something that's, that if we're a bilingual campus, like it's, we're not a bilingual campus unless we have sur- subjects and modules available in both languages and services as well. Like you have even the services that are available to Irish, you have to go through a lot of hassle to get to them. And one thing that like has been called for, for a long time is free Irish classes as well. I think that's very important, like especially for like, Everyone should have, if this is a bilingual campus, everyone should have a chance to learn the language. Everyone should have all services and all classes available through Irish or like we're kidding ourselves.
1: Yeah, definitely. So us move on to a more topical point, uh, there's a referendum coming up. Uh, do you have an official stance on the referendum on student levy as of yet? Uh,
3: I haven't announced it yet, but I'll be voting yes to the levy. Uh, like, I, like there's three main reasons really, uh, like the... Kingfisher gym I don't think students should be paying for that I think it's to be honest I think it's a joke that students have paid for it and it's not even owned by the students it's owned by the university and it's leased out to Kingfisher sports club and we have no say in that uh, and second point would be that for the course in the mock lane should be paid for by the college like that shouldn't be something that students should have to pay for and the third main reason is if this referendum passes, the levy will be 80 or less next year. And like for a working class student, that's a month worth of food. Like coming to the end of their rent, they they won't, there's more students who won't have to choose between, are they going to eat that week? Or are they going to pay rent? Or are they going to pay the electricity? Like I, I realized that, and there are very genuine concerns from societies and clubs. I'm an auditor of society myself, uh, that like the, they'll have less access to facilities next year or, also that programs such as the hub could be affected like as vice president if i'm elected vice president for education next year i'm prepared to go toe to toe with the university on this to make sure all these vital services are funded to make sure societies and clubs have access to the same resources and facilities probably more resources and facilities because lots of societies and clubs don't have adequate resources and facilities like i'll Occupy Kieran's office myself if I have to, to ensure that happens.
1: Um, a lot of the criticism pointed towards the levy has been that the student unions didn't work with the parties involved in the funding when they were coming about with the proposal. Um, mm-hmm. and a lot of them feel that the student unions may be fighting, taking on too much of their own instead of working as a collective with everyone else. They want to take on the front and say, We will take on your fights. Um, and we don't want anyone else to be hurt when we take on our fights, but at the same time, that means that the voices of the parties involved are excluded.
3: Uh, mm. Do you
1: have any response to those criticisms?
3: Uh, I would agree that communication probably could have been better. Like, I I'm in a society and I wasn't consulted about this. Like, I think societies and clubs' voices are very important from this, and they should be heard. Like, if I yeah, I think like societies and clubs should have had more of a say in this. Like, it's not a perfect referendum, but like, I V. Voting I, just the balance of the, the balance of it, balancing the positives and negatives, the pros and the cons, I'd be voting yes in
1: it. Mm, and that's totally fair. Uh, you have said that if a yes vote goes through, you will fight for access to spaces. Um, uh, so people who are critical of this uh, can be persuaded. If the low vote goes through, how do you feel the student union should go forward?
3: We have to reassess the whole situation. I feel like if we're going to bring something forward again, as you said, uh, we need to get societies and clubs' voices more involved in this. Get student or get the SU, get clubs and societies on the table and figure out. And get the university involved as well. Figure out how. What are we going to? How are we going to restructure this? Even like the possibility of having two se- separate referenda of one for the Kingfisher hundred euro, which the majority of people seem to be in agreement with, and possibly another one for all the other changes in the thing. Because like I think there are other positive changes as well, like the funding for societies and clubs and for the health unit. I think it just needs if it doesn't pass it, like the second time around students or societies and clubs need to be more involved in the process of deciding what the levy is.
1: Good to know. Uh, following off from that, a related thing is in your manifesto you talk about the elimination of costs for education. Do you want to comment on that and expand on that?
3: Well, I think like the cost, education is like supposed to be a human right and like the cost of education are stopping it from being a human right. Like it's farcical to say that we're getting our human rights to an education and we have to pay three grand a year for fees before anything else. Like when you include the levy, parking, printing, commuting, rent, very expensive food in some places on campus, like zinc, you'd be paying four euro for a chicken roll with, chicken and ketchup and that's it uh, like even textbooks and stuff they're very expensive and like you can't get them all online like we need to fight against like we should have a publicly funded education system that's free at the cost of entry for students like these costs like they're, they're stopping students from getting a third level education and even the students that do get them they're making them live a lifestyle that is it's not a life. You're living from day to day. You don't have enough food. You're worrying about, are you going to pay rent? Are you going to, like, students even, like, walking hours to get to campus in the rain because they can't afford to get the bus. (sighs) Students homeless. It's mad. Like, we can't say we have a human right. We can't say that we're getting our human right to an education when we don't have it in Ireland because the costs are so expensive. Mm. And you have any specific
1: span? specific plans um, or proposals to reduce the cost um, of maybe specific funds or whatever or increase for grants or whatever.
3: I think we do need to increase Suzy as well like even simplify the process of applying for Suzy because like, from talking to students it's awful complicated. Uh, I think working with the college to subsidise the cost of textbooks that's not something that's really talked about but it's something that can be done uh, like as well, uh, were uh, even like private companies on campus, like think like in the engineering building, like it's not even the cost, even like four o'clock or five o'clock, all the desks are on all the chairs. And this is the only on-campus seating. It's all put away. The microwave is turned off with a key. So after five o'clock, there's no spaces for students to sit down or eat. There's no space, no microwave. Like these services I think should be under the, under under the control of the SU as opposed to a private company like Zinc because it's not working for students at the moment the way it is uh, and I, I think a lot of the costs of education are the thing that the university and the government are the most resistant to so I think not only do we have to lobby against the university we should lobby against the government these tuition fees every year on us that are so astronomical and like Then when you get into post-grad students, it's higher, again, international students. Like, nobody should have to pay for their human rights.
1: One thing that students look for in a uh, president or vice president would be approachability. Uh, Do you have any stances or positions that you feel will make you approachable to, say, students of uh, LGBTI community or may have uh, some kind of learning or physical disability? that assures them that you are on their side?
3: Uh, Well, I think it is very important to have campus to be a safe space for all students, really. Like, I brought a motion to the last SU Council that didn't exactly pass, but like it had the intention of doing that and we got some of the way there. I have some policies as well on my manifesto that will try and make campus a safer space, like the platform discriminator, discriminatory organizations uh the having free pronoun badges for students as well because like if me as a straight cis man like it's my responsibility use my privilege to like if i wear a pronoun badge it makes it easier for non-binary or trans students to wear a pronoun badge uh like even and then for like disabled students to have more Disabled parking spaces to make the whole campus accessible and have a universal design for learning as well. I think is very important. And like I have, I have a thing in my manifesto to have equality and consent training for students on induction week. I, I think as well it's important to have like an opt out in that for students who might who are victims and survivors who might be triggered by some of the content. So I don't think it should be compulsory, but I think it should be strongly advised. Mm, okay. uh, and I guess around
1: things up is there anything uh on this campaign or before that you feel uh you just want to talk about that i feel is very important to you in this campaign
3: uh, there's one thing i haven't mentioned yet i think it is important uh like postgrad workers on campus are doing work and they're not getting paid for it and i think it's very important that the university joins the fight with them to get uh their collectively bargained rate of pay, like they're workers, they're doing work and they're not being paid or they're being paid inconsistently. Some are being paid, some aren't. I think all workers deserve aid and that's something I'm going to fight with them for if I'm elected next year.
1: Sound out, cool. So uh, where can students find you now that you're not on concourse, handing me a poster whenever I walk by?
3: I am at Connell for Education on all social medias or if you want to email me, it's connelleducation at gmail.com.
0: I uh, sound. I guess that's it then.
3: Thanks very much for coming on. Thanks for having me.
0: Have your voice heard in this year's SU elections. Voting for the full-time officers takes place from 9am to 9pm this Thursday, the 22nd of April. And you can register your vote on su.nuigalway.ie.
4: Hello, Claude. Do
5: you want to tell us a bit about yourself then? Um, well, what position are you running for and what you maybe hope to achieve with that?
4: So, my name is Claude McGivern and I'm currently a final year law student. Um, I'm 22 and I'm running for the position of Vice President Education Officer for NUI Galway Student Union. Um, like, I feel like my manifesto is quite broad but one of the main issues that I want to tackle is accessibility because obviously with the way the pandemic has worked this year like students haven't been able to access certain things and just trying to make NUIG more accessible another big thing is communication there was a serious breakdown in communication especially between students with other students and students with university staff that's another big thing that I want to work on
5: what made you want to run for uh, the vice president of education
4: so basically like like i'm in final year right now which is brand and um you know i was humming and hawing about running because i spent enough time giving out about stuff that i wanted to change and i just kind of thought you know what like if i didn't give out about it as much and actually tried to do something about it I'd be better off. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to run for it. I'm going to try my best. I've got like a lot of great ideas. There's a lot of stuff that I want to change. I feel like I'm the perfect person to do it. You know, I'm outgoing. I'm outspoken. You know, I feel like that's something that we need in a role like education officer, especially when you'll be working against the university a lot. So I just said, you know what? No better woman for the job. And I thought I'd put myself forward. And that's how I'm here right now.
5: How do you feel like your background has helped you prepare for this position then?
4: So obviously when I like I have been I was elected the convener of business, public policy and law in 2018, 2019. And I was reelected again for 2019, 2020. And like during that, um, those two years, you know, there is a lot of councils that I would have sat on, especially academic council, which does kind of decide the way the academics are going to roll out in the university for the year and the following year. So I have experience with like working with university staff. I've experienced working in a teamwork environment like the students union you know like when you're on the students union you know a lot of the times we are on the same page but a lot of the times we might have conflicting views and you know like I was able to work well in a team like that and I feel like you know that's perfect type of experience and I actually work closely with previous education officers as well especially as convener you know trying to do stuff for the college of business public policy and all and I do feel like that will aid me a lot especially with the way education played out this year with the pandemic like you know what we need to start fixing things straight away you know like immediately once because if you're elected as the education officer your term starts in July we need to start fixing things in July and I feel like with my experience I won't have like won't need as much time to learn the ropes and everything like just get on the job straight away
5: what would be the first initiate initia- things you'd like to initiate as soon as you come into the position? Like, what's the things you need to hit straight away, whatever, to make sure it's all ready for when students come back in August uh, slash September?
4: Um, well, big things, um, as I said, is accessibility, you know, like us making the mental health services more accessible for students. Lastly, is accessibility for students with disabilities. So, you know what, the campus is not good enough um, for students with uh, mobility issues I've had heard stories of you know the lift breaking down outside shouldn't be happening first of all very stressful situation for a person to be in and other cases you know the doors you bang and the doors open up that's not working student trying to push it open these things shouldn't be happening these things should be kept on top of Um, another thing is yeah the additional funding that's fine and then so we, it, it costs about 400, 100 euro to be assessed by an educational assessor, and it's really expensive. Like it's not accessible at all for students. The cost is far too high. So I really want to explore and maybe work with the university to see if we could um, directly employ an educational assessor to decrease the cost um, around getting assessed. So that's like another you know, big point for me. I really want to investigate that, you know, and see if it can be done, because I think that that would be so important. And then it would also allow more students to get assessed, you know. Mm. Yeah,
5: and be very, very important, of course. Um, And then another next point, I guess, in your manifesto would be then mature students. Like, how, how are you? Okay, gonna...
4: So, yeah, mature students are kind of forgotten about sometimes, you know, mm. like like these are 23 year old pluses coming back into education. So, um, you know, what I like I want to start back to education classes in general. Like you have some students who take a gap year and decide to come back. It might be hard for them adjusting, coming back into education, but especially for mature students as well. Um, you know, like it can be very difficult for them, you know, having been out of school for quite some time, coming back into an environment of learning. So just having classes, trying to get them, you know, back into the swing of things another thing is you know have more workshops and in academic integrity and academic writing you know like when you're in secondary school and stuff like like the, the whole college level of academics is completely different like that's the reality of it like I thought I could write an essay in history and English but it's nothing compared to the essays that you have to write in college like mm. you know and more classes in computer skills like I'm not saying that you know mature students need computer skills I don't even know most computer things myself I'm like the worst person ever with technology So just kind of teaching them how to use excel word microsoft office stuff like that because they might necessarily be in an environment where they're using that already so making sure that they you know know how to and that they're educated on it and they're not just thrown into the deep end another thing is I spoke about like the extend the existing grounds for like extensions like a lot of um, mature students have families, like most of us are really lucky that, you know, we're part of a family, but we're not the rock of a family, you know, so we have to look after them and make sure that they can cater for their children and be able to pursue an education as well. Another important thing when that is like, I really want to empower women to come back into education if they do have families as well. So, you know, making sure that the facilities are there, that they feel comfortable enough coming back into education and they don't feel like they're neglecting their families, you know, so maybe setting up a few uh, parking spaces for, you know, the parent and children parking spaces, that'd be for women and men and, um, you know, non-binary people as well. And also, you know, having uh, breast pumping places, like we, we're one of the only universities, I think they have in UCD that don't have a room where mothers can breastfeed, you know, they need like a quiet place especially when some of them would have children in the creches near the university so making sure that that's all available to them and these aren't going to be turns away from making people go back into education yeah
5: well yeah of course it's very very important and i feel like they i think they built a room like or at least it was a proposed breastfeeding room in the college but
4: oh did then, they
5: but then it was never accessible i heard there was loads of issues then. not the authority figure I don't know enough about it whatever yeah hearing about this and then nothing I remember just hearing complaints and that was yeah
4: because I know it was something that is wanting to work for work towards but I'm I don't know if it was done or not but like I want to make sure that it's there next year for people you know Mm
5: no that's 100% very very important and uh then I guess in, in terms of communication and communication between college students and all that, whatever, how do you feel? Yeah. To tackle that
4: So breakdown with um, students themselves, you know, like a lot of the time, like you'd have students studying online and then it gets to the breakout rooms where they can talk to one another and then it's dropping like flies. That's the reality of it. So just kind of setting up more events and stuff so students can interact next year you know and having more social and like you know not like um strict study spaces so places where students can commute and stuff communicate with one another freely um i really think that you know like the hump day huli that was organized this year was such an incredible event especially for students who you know were probably living at home and weren't able to meet with other students fantastic initiative would love to continue that maybe having a few things on campus as well if we're able to um I think we really need to build up rapport with Shannon College of Hotel Management. Like maybe if we had a few, like I'm pretty sure they have class reps and everything down there, but having a few officers down there would be great, build up communication, be able to have them. I'd love to go down. If I was um, elected education officer and they're on campus, I'd love to go down whenever I can just to see how they're getting on other satellite um, campuses as well. Um, Another thing is, you know, there is this weird, like, you know, thing like a hierarchy between the lecturers and the students and the students are told, you know, you have to have an assignment in at this time. And that's like the end of it, unless you have a lens report or something or, uh, you know, a big issue that would cost you not to be able to get it submitted in time. So, um, like there was lecturers cancelling labs morning. So having a 48 hour cancellation policy communicated to students like, you know, so there's no one who's after commuting or after booking a hostel that they can't get their deposit back to be told that the lab is cancelled you know or the lecture for that matter um you know having proper procedures in place for placement in Erasmus I know that it was a complete mess down in Shannon College Hotel Management there was no proper communication students were trying to get on to lecturers just wasn't working they were waiting to hear back from NUIG which I think is like really annoying for them because they're their own college in their own right and they're having to depend on what any YG the main campus tells them what to do but they're not interacting they don't know what's going on they don't know the struggles of having these uh students that need to go on placement you know just increase the communication better and I'd love to maybe set up like a working group or something just to see how we can build up better communication on the campus another thing you know having the exam timetables communicated to us at an earlier date it's absolutely ridiculous that students can have two exams a day so i've even heard of times where students have had two exams a day and then two exams the following day like how is that good for anybody it's just not okay like it's the same issues every year and i don't understand how the university haven't come up with something to stop it you know they should release the exam dates way earlier then revise them if enough people complain about the way it is then do them again there should be a provisional exam date and then the set exam date just how they have the provisional results and then the set results by the end of the year and you know making sure that lectures meet the deadlines that they give their students so students are being told to meet deadlines and then they're being told oh you'll get your grades back at this date and then not and then students are just there left wondering what they got like it shouldn't mm-hmm. be the case at all.
5: No it's very very true yeah yeah, no, it's, so same. Um... yeah it's so
4: annoying <laughs> <laughs>
5: um I guess to keep it going whatever because for inclus- inclusivity then like um you have a big, well, big obsession like, that now yourself um with in terms of like yeah. gender and LGBT um uh, yeah
4: gender. so um like I do feel like you know the educational role I feel like they're kind of focusing on academics a lot um but education is more than academics it's um you know moving with the diversity that is Galway nowadays you know it's growing and it's brilliant because of it there's so many different groups of people that are here and we should be educating ourselves on them so they feel included in the environment so obviously like international students it's great to have them coming over just trying to integrate them more having events to allow them to just mingle and they can fit into Galway life far easier and they're not you know struggling like there's a lot of them who'd be you know sitting in their um you know dorms or whatever that's so american dorms mm. but there's a lot of them would be sitting in there at the weekend and just you know having events even at the weekend so they can meet other students i'm working with the lgbtq officer i athena swan is running out soon enough so i really want to work on that getting the bronze award it's just you know it recognizes women in education you know trying to get rid of the gender pay grab trying to have more women in education and like research and stuff in academia Another big thing is um the ethnic minorities officer, you know, just running awareness awareness days and training just to kind of you know bring awareness, bring more, educate more people on the growing diversity of Galway and everything. And I'd love to set up a working group to develop a diversity plan in doing this. So yeah. Mm.
5: So to make it better than what SU has done last yeah. year's whatever, to really
4: go yeah. above
5: and beyond is really what you're
4: trying yeah, to Yeah, you know.
5: Mm. No, I think very, very important as well. Yeah, um, And I'll just even quick fire, go through the last two sections. So it's Irish and then sustainability. Do you want to talk quickly.
4: Okay, so Irish, it's ridiculous that we have bilingual title and we don't do anything to deserve it. And um, There's mm. places in New that have blocks dedicated to Irish speakers and we don't even have that. We actually had one in Cara Village, I'm pretty sure, and we got rid of that. So just trying to integrate Irish into university more, I'd love to move towards, you know, the elective modules that they have in UCG. But um, just in short, I kind of broke my manifesto up into short term and long term solutions. So in the short term, I'd love to have conversational Irish classes, you know, like a lot of students want to have conversations. They'll even sir, you're being told to recite poems and all that, but people want to have more conversation Irish, that's how you're going to get it spoke on campus. You know, and I really like my friend is a goer and he has never had the option to sit his exams in Irish. Even though that's his first language and we're a bilingual university, it doesn't make sense. And um, Academic Council, again, um, wanting secure a place for or an Irish language representative to sit on that as it does play a critical role in you know, the university decision. So I feel like it would be great to have someone who's actually Irish sitting on that. And you said sustainability, the same stuff is done every single year. You have your classes, you have your workshops, you have your training days. I really wanted to tackle this point from an educational point of view. So I think it would be excellent if we set up a website where students can sell, donate, buy those lovely paper format notes that get put on a shelf or get thrown in a bin You know, giving them a new life, someone would really appreciate them. There's some notes that I've written before law exams and their works of art. And if (laughs) I had something like that to sell, it would be brilliant. And just having more computer skills classes, you know, so people are less dependent on paper format. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. basically it.
5: That sounds brilliant altogether. And uh one big question we've been asking all the reps from uh, all across Mm -hmm. the candidates is there's a big upcoming referendum on the big levy, the student levy. What's your opinions on it? Do you think it's, which side are you going towards, whatever? Do you think it doesn't know? So
4: I'm going to be completely honest with you. So I knew that there was a referendum coming, but I've been so bogged down with my own election that I haven't properly researched it. We had a meeting there with the um, people who were in the election committee or whatever, and we were told about the levy. We got given our slideshows thought it was pretty straightforward you know then I find out that there is a lot of societies upset and you know what these societies there's a lot of students part of these societies so I'm really intrigued to know why they're upset I tried to get in contact with Rina I sent her an email and I have been reading into stuff about it and I do completely see where they're coming from but I really want to go to the information night on Monday and I really hope the societies are attending because I'd love to hear them voice their opinion. Because if there's a lot of students upset, I want to know why. Um, so I'm not going to give a set answer until after that. But you know what? Like, if I am elected education officer, I'm not going to let the university screw over any of the students. I've camped out outside the quad before, and I do something similar again if needs be. You know what? I'm, I'm here to represent students. So, whatever, you know, like the referendum's out of our hands now, it's up to the student's body. But um I'm not gonna let the university screw over the societies.
5: Mm.
4: That'd be yeah. quite good as <laughs> well.
5: I think the societies would be quite happy with that well. Yeah. Um and then I guess uh last and it's probably best, yeah, if you haven't got the information out, it would, it would be better, yeah, actually have an informed opinion on it rather than, you know, yeah. just happen to have a guess. Uh so people can't really find you around the concourse now, but where where's alternative places they maybe can find you then?
4: Well, you can find me um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook and TikTok. I actually haven't any TikToks posted yet, but I'm going to get on to that. Um, it's Cloda the number four, education. Um, my manifesto is also in that as well. It's like a link tree. I have my English one up. I just need to get my Irish one finished and posted But yeah, that's it now. I'd love for everyone to read my manifesto. And if you have any questions or even just want to voice your opinion, a lot of students have been texting me and I'm delighted with that. I love getting student feedback. I love hearing what people have to say. So read it, tell me what you think. And yeah, that's basically it.
5: Brilliant. Thank you very much for coming on, Clara.
4: Thank you so much. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to speak. So thank you so much. As well as the election of
0: full-time officers on Thursday the 22nd of April, there will also be a referendum on reducing the student levy. As a society, we have decided to release a statement on this referendum and the proposed reduction of the student levy as delivered by our Treasurer, Kieran Donoghue.
1: On Thursday the 22nd of April, NUIG students will be asked to vote on a proposal to reform the distribution of the student levy. A vote yes will see the levy reduced with the breakdown of the levy changing within it. While some services such as Societies and Clubs and the Student Union itself see an increase in funding from this change, other services like Arsenal Mocklane and the Student Projects Fund will see a drastic decrease. While we welcome the positive impact the reduction of the student levy will have on students, and the benefits seen in the inclusion of funding for services like Came in the proposal, the impact at redistribution of funds for student services is of major concern. As mentioned, the proposed reform sees a reduction in funding to the Arsenal and Student Projects Funds. They both would each see a reduction of €14.23 per student, resulting in a loss of approximately €231,949 in funding overall per year. In terms of ours, this funding is responsible for the maintenance of the building as well as improvements such as parent and baby room, renovation of the hub, the salt model, development of Shannon College student space and in particular to Radio Sock, the redesigned acoustic rooms, the band room, the recording studio and so many other projects. It is thanks to RS Fund that these spaces and equipment are free to use by the students. The Student Union has said that the proposed changes still cover the cost of maintenance. The University Society's Coordinating Group is skeptical of this claim, stating, quote, This will force all student services that are located there to seek additional external funding to ensure the availability and maintenance of key resources slash spaces for societies and students. The alternative source of this funding is likely to be more corporate events held in Arsenal Mokinane, which actively takes power away from the students' hands." End quote. Corporate events usually take place over multiple days, and they're often ticketed events, so students lose access to the entire building for extended periods of time. Large multi-day events such as Interversities, AkumaCon, the Relay for Life, and even regular society events booked in the IRS are at risk with this proposal. The Student Projects fund, meanwhile has contributed to many NUIG initiatives. The Student Resilience Project, STI screenings and mental health support in the Health Unit, student services such as financial aid systems development, um, health and wellbeing supports. Projects the Student Union runs itself are funded through the Student Project Fund such as the Tea Fund, Meal Plans, Microwaves, Inclusive Teaching, The Hub Central, There are sustainability initiatives, the Access and Disability Office, the Chaplaincy, services SOX relies on, such as Your Space, Alive, mentoring, and employability. Included also are accommodation and welfare and student counselling, and so many other services students only gain by having. The University Society's Coordinating Group asks Careers, Chaplaincy, the Health Unit, Alive, the Society's Office, and Sports Office, all parties who will see increases or decreases should the referendum pass, What consultation process did they have with the Student Union in relation to these proposed changes? All responded, no consultation. As such, Radio Soccer in favour of a no vote this Thursday. The following interviews were recorded over the weekend before the Student Union's uh, levy referendum info session.
0: That brings us to the end of our show. A huge thank you to our education candidates, Clodagh, Connell and Nasa, for joining us on the podcast. Best of luck in your campaigns, guys. For more info on the election, visit su.nuygalway.ae or OE kualtasnamoklaneoegalyev on Facebook and Instagram. For more content from us, see Radio Sock Talks on Spotify, Mixcard and Anchor FM as well as NUIG Radio Sock on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks, guys, and have a nice day.